weekend with was smothering and we wanted our offense to be complete um, whether it was walks we knew maybe the wind would be a factor so we had to have a full offense this weekend and it totally showed uh, everyone was on fire um, top to bottom pinch hitters everyone off the bench it was amazing to see because we've been waiting for that to happen boy i guess <laughs> that's great you like that there. Uh, talking about the weekend series, which was an absolute <laughs> route. Uh, wow. What was it? 43 to zero over the three games? Yeah. Uh, three games. Only played 15 innings, by the way, because all three games ended mm. in a five inning run rule. Uh, total runs OU 43, Texas Tech 0. OU had 17 home runs in just 15 innings. Uh, Tech had three hits the entire series. OU had more no hitters, one, than Texas Tech did run 0. 36 and 0 starts, best in college softball history. Yeah, the numbers were uh, a little bit insane, which, you know, they had a game on, what was that, Tuesday or Wednesday night against Tulsa? where they didn't hit any home runs at all. You know, they were getting squeeze bunts down to get runs in, manufacturing runs the old school way. Then they roll out to Lubbock and hit 17 home runs in, in uh, 15 innings. OU had as many uh, run rolls, three, as Texas Tech did hits. That's pretty so. good, you know, uh, if you were to say, and the OU staff scattered three hits, it's like, hey, that's a pretty good game. No, no. That's the series. Oh, three yeah, hits in the entire series. Uh, just had three. What three different pitchers out there too? It's not like you can, you know, just just roll with the the best ace in the nation and just mow down a team. No, it had <laughs> they had three different pitchers. Nicole May got some action in yesterday. It's so, pretty unbelievable. Um, did they tied or did they beat the all time best start to a season? Uh, no, they have the all time best start okay. to a season now. So they beat that, and they also now have, if if I've got this correct, the second, third, and fourth longest winning streaks of all time in college softball, right? Second, yeah, second at 41, um, third at 40, and yeah, this one is tied. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So they're tied right now with, with another one, but... They've got a chance. And what is the number one, like 50 games in a row, 51? 47. 47. Easy really? number to remember, 96-97 Arizona, yeah. How about that? 47-game uh, win streak. softball home run tracker Twitter accounts uh, sent that one over yesterday. So Pretty good. Yep. Pretty good stuff. At Texas this weekend for a three-game set. That's going to be a good one. Uh, uh, maybe. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Texas will challenge him. I don't know. It's going to be as good as it gets until the postseason, right? Well, you still got to play Oklahoma and, State. State. Yeah. Uh, so um, That's your toughest team left, OSU. Is is Texas ranked in the top 15 anymore? They were like top 10, weren't they? Uh, I need to see the new, new uh, D1 softball rankings. They're, they're a good team. They're, I mean, they're probably you know right around a top 15 team if they're not still ranked this week. And at one point, Oklahoma State was in the top 10. Um, I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, they've got a couple of, of difficult series left, but that, uh, that Oklahoma state one to end the season is going to be really, really good. And I imagine, um, going to be a tough ticket. I, it was a tough ticket to get at Stillwater last year. So good stuff. Yeah. 
shoot, I bet our softball team can beat Muleshoe's football team. That's on the uh, text line. <laughs> Which, by the way, that reminds me. I heard a text question that you and Parker Thune went over um, in the 2 o'clock hour. Yeah, that's called Locked In. In case you want to write that down, Locked In with McComas and Thune is the uh, show name from 2 to 3. Locked In. Uh-huh. Um, can Dylan Gabriel be better than Caleb Williams? And I think that's an interesting question because I don't know I don't know what 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 comparison they're trying to make. Uh, I would be shocked, frankly disappointed if Dylan Gabriel is not better way better for Oklahoma this year than Caleb Williams oh, was yeah. for Oklahoma last year. Yeah, like statistically speaking. My kind of initial thought is, yeah, yeah, I no, I yes, I definitely think he, he's going to be. And then it goes to, well, I mean, yeah, he should be. And I'm kind of with you now is I think it would be massively disappointing and I shocking to me if that's not the case. Yeah, I I think he I think he will be better than Caleb Williams was for Oklahoma last year. So, like, so I don't know what that, what comparison they're trying to make. Uh, is Dylan Gabriel going to be better for Oklahoma next year than Caleb Williams is for USC? I don't. I, I, I don't even know how you can. I don't even know how you can compare those two, other than just going off of straight statistics. And I would say straight statistics, Gabriel will be better next year than Caleb Williams will. But right, probably as a like draft prospect and and like how you you um people project you to the next level to the NFL I, Caleb Williams is probably going to win that battle. So oh no, I, he has the higher ceiling now. So I don't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know how you. But the the better individual season next year, I definitely think it's going to be Dylan Gabriel. The pieces around him, I think, at every level of the offense are much better. I made the comment with Parker that I think that Muleshoe's offense is going to resemble more of an air raid attack than it ever did at OU. I think they're going to struggle up front on the O-line. I think they're going to struggle to run it. He is definitely a guy that will turn his back on the running game during the middle of the game. And if they don't have – if they can't feature it game in and game out, I think that they're going to go four and five wide and throw it around next year. I could definitely see that being the case with SC next year. Well, I I, I do agree with some of that. Like I think that – I think Lincoln's offense – is going to be way more techie than it ever was at yes, Oklahoma. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think their defense is going to be very good this year. No. And uh, if that's the case and that holds true, they're going to be finding themselves in some big-time shootouts. And if that's, if that's the case, then he may have some, some gaudy statistics. Yeah, I mean, he may have more passing yards, but he's also going to have way more interceptions, and I'm not even so convinced that he's going to have more touchdown passes than Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel will have the better season. I, I think that he's – I don't know. I, I think right now he's probably the better player out of the two. The ceiling is definitely higher than Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams got a long way to go, man. I mean, if you can't, if you can't consistently throw the deep ball – in this game, you're, you're going to have a lot of issues. 
And you know what, man? He's had an he's had an entire offseason where NIL's been the deal, and he's been you know everyone's been telling him how awesome he is, how awesome his new head coach is, how they're going to take over the West Coast, like all this. I'm very curious to see how much better he's gotten in the offseason. Because I think at a, a guy his age, it is very easy to relax when you've gotten all the money and all the praise that you've gotten with an offseason like he's had. Well, it's it's not just easy to relax with the praise and offseason that he's had and the NIL stuff and there is this I've arrived type of attitude. And then you put on top of that, it is a program – and a football culture that is like encourages like the relaxation yeah. and the you know it's, it's sure. not it's not super intense and disciplined and demanding so yeah i mean i i think that there's a, a really good chance of that but the talent speaks for itself you know so he's capable of some amazing things does he get there? I don't know. There's a ton of guys that have had great talent that never did jack squat. So uh, I don't know where he is on his his roller coaster. Text line says, hello, Spencer Rattler from last offseason. I was thinking it when I was huh. delivering that thought, but that that's exactly kind of where I was going on that. Rattler looks like, looked like he regressed last year. Now, not all that was his fault. The O-line did not help him out, receivers did not help him out, but he didn't look like the same player, and he had a whole lot of NIL opportunities too. But just because – like, I, I want to make it clear. Just because you have NIL opportunities in offseason, I don't think that everyone handles it that way. I just wonder with, yeah, that program out there, with that head coach, with how everything was handled, everyone telling him how awesome he is, he probably thinks that he's already arrived. Is there still that edge to, uh, to well, get better? I, I, don't, I don't know with him. To the, uh, to the texter's point, I, how did that happen? Well, Radler was in an environment that fostered and allowed that type of behavior, right? 1,000%. So I, it would stand to reason that Perhaps that same situation could possibly repeat itself out on the West Coast. Let's compare personal character. Dylan Gabriel is already uh, better than Caleb Williams. Tough, humble, team guy. Yes, please. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily, you know, I hate piling on Caleb Williams. Young kid. And I don't necessarily think he's got a great group of people around him that are looking out for his best interest. That's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. Yeah. I, I You know, his best interest doesn't always mean the most money and the most attention right now. Yeah. Sup, Blankers? Finally getting to tune in today. Has Teddy been riled up yet? Yeah, he got riled up at about... 3.50, ah, about 3.40 Central Standard Time last hour. Yeah, I, just, I don't understand how you make the leap from me saying good things about Key Lawrence to like saying, what are you talking about? Key Lawrence is one of our more consistent players. I just don't understand the leap. And maybe I missed something in there. Could be my fault. Well, if I did uh, come across as he wasn't a good player last year, that's not what I'm – I think he should have been out on the field way more last season. 
I'm not in the minority on that thought either. Caleb is going to totally beat Dylan's stats if we just look at how many sacks that USC O-line is going to allow. Carl's Jr. going to be a tackling dummy. Uh, I think that meant the other to way say around. Dylan yes. is going to totally beat. Yep, other way around. Yes, 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 yes. Which, yeah, I. it's not going to be easy on Caleb Williams out there with that offensive line. Um, it's, it's not going to be great. They've got a lot of work to do. You know, they added some good skill position guys, but as we've seen, it's way more than just what do you got at the at the skill positions. And I don't know how much better Caleb Williams has got at number one, throwing the deep ball, being an accurate passer, and number two, being able to read defenses and when people drop and you've got to read zones and figure things out, like if he's gotten any better at that. Do you like that song we bumped in when uh Bumped in with at the top of the hour? Sure. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. Good tune. You got a problem with it? Did someone say they don't no, like it? No, 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 no. Actually, just the opposite. Um, they used to play this right before kickoff at OU football games. Well, didn't they play this before kickoff at every single stadium yes, in the country? but it was... This is like an old jock rock thing, isn't it? Jock jams is jock what jams. you're looking for there. Um, yes, they did, but it was a little bit different at OU, and there's a uh, Twitter movement right now to bring it back. I have no idea why they ever took it away, huh. but here's uh, what it used to sound like. Tell me what you think. Okay. Huh. Saw a lot of uh, interaction on that on Twitter over the weekend. Jimmy Greenbeans put that out. I definitely remember the days of uh, OU playing that. Again, I, I don't know why they stopped. Um, if we're signing a petition to bring it back, you will have my signature. Now, are you, doing that. are you telling me that that line of lyrics is unique to only the OU stadium? Uh, I think I know it's the pretty Boomer unique. I, I think a lot of people say we're going to beat the hell out of you, but I think the fact that OU does like in you, and you, and you, and you, and you, I, I think that's pretty unique. Okay. I think. I could be wrong on that, but I'm going to go ahead and claim that it is unique to OU football fans. Are you... I'm ready to bring it back. You want to bring it back? Yeah, I'm ready to bring it back. Is Do you think if they bring this back, it will land better than bringing back Top Dog did? <laughs> Top Dog la- landed pretty nicely for that first game back. Um, outside that, not so much. Yes, I do. If we need to test, I'll run out on the field during the spring game with the boombox to to test everyone's reaction. You think that that's what needs to happen? A boombox? Yeah. Mm. Could be a windy day though. No one, yeah. no one may hear it. It's like, what is that guy doing out there? What is he holding? Is that a bomb on his shoulder? Someone shoot him. <laughs> Might get sniped from the upper deck if they've got the uh, the police presence there. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text line going. 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. 
Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma. Can help take the ease off of your staff, but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Call Cavens today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. Apparently, Gary Glitter got in a lot of trouble uh, for some not very good things, Teddy, and that is uh, allegedly why they have stopped playing that song. Who? Uh, Gary Glitter, who sings that Hey song. Oh. Convicted of being a, pe- a pedophile oh. from uh, multiple texts on here. I, huh, I've never even heard that name. You didn't know Gary Glitter? No. Was, yeah. I, I knew that, at least. I didn't know the whole pedophile thing. Well, well, there you go. Um... So that ends the run-up of bring, bring that song back. Yeah, got to find a new one. Can we stop playing the opposing team's fight song before the game that we started about 10 years ago? It's embarrassing. Classic do we really do that? Goldsby. So um, it depends. If the, other, if the opposing team brings a band, like the band, like their band will play their fight song, but if the opposing team doesn't bring a band, then normally the pride We'll play the fight song of the opposing team. Yeah, like what when they run out of the tunnel or something? No, no, just like in the pregame routine, things that you do not pay attention to. <laughs> no, that you do not. This is something that you don't. No, the rest of us do. You not so much. Why would our band play the other team's fight song? To show a sportsmanship, Teddy. I don't know. They've been doing it as long as I can remember, though. Huh. That's interesting. Um. I, it does seem a bit strange, but hospitality, I guess, sportsmanship. You got to cut the crap though once you roll to the SEC. Yeah, you can't right. make LSU fans feel welcome when you start playing their fight song. Can we play? What's the one they play? Uh, Nick. Yeah, the <laughs> outlaw. Gosh, yeah. Can we play that when oh, LSU comes geez. to town? Yeah. Oh, there'll be a lot of OU fans that are going to be like, "Wait, <laughs> what did we get ourselves into?" Uh, they yell that when their band plays that song. Well, I, here's the thing: Does our band playing the other team's fight song have anything to do with the outcome of the game? I think it matters. It, it swings things 10 points one way or the other. Well, I don't – it doesn't have any impact on the game. And I would venture to say that the players on the opposing team don't even hear it or know that it's no, they're, being done. No, they're in the locker room when it still happens. There, people aren't mad that it, do, you know, it doesn't affect the game. It's just like, oh, it's so dumb. Why we got to play the TCU fight song? Is it so like the visiting fans are like, oh, hey, listen, that's our fight song. Huh. Fascinating. I don't know. I guess if they want to continue that, they can. Seems strange to me. Really no opinion on the File this one under uh, uh, (laughs) topics that really don't matter. What? Uh, The fight song thing? Complaining about the pride playing the opposing team's fight song. Yeah. I don't care about that. Love your show, but totally disagree with you all on the Caleb Williams deep ball conversation. Did everybody forget that one-legged throw to Mims to beat Texas? And there was a deep ball he threw to Mike Woods that he dropped against TCU in the south end zone. I swear, was the prettiest throw I've ever seen him throw. Now, hang on a second. You just gave us two instances. 
one of which was a total prayer to a covered guy that had to adjust, spin all the way around, and go find it on the sideline. Okay, that was the that men's was throw more, to Texas. That was way more men's than it was Caleb Williams. Right. Both okay. those throws. That one. And then the deep ball to Mike Woods that he dropped. I don't remember it. I'll take your word for it. Now, he threw some good deep balls. But what he also did is underthrow a ton of deep balls. Now, a lot of those turned into pass interference calls, which is fine. I mean, you, you end up getting a positive out of it, but you're underthrowing guys that are wide open for deep balls that should have been explosive plays. Uh, you could go back and watch it for yourself. Uh, he, he was not a great d- thrower of the deep ball. Too short, overthrown at times. Rarely did he hit a guy fully in stride. And we've had quarterbacks here that hit guys in stride over and over and over and over, and it made the offense seem unstoppable. It limited the the offense last year. I mean, there's no doubt. And, And here's what I said last year, and I'll say the same thing right now. He he did not get a whole lot of time to work and develop chemistry with a lot of those wide receivers on some of those deep ball like that that's a feel thing. He's got plenty of arm strength. It's not an arm strength thing. I'm not saying he doesn't have a good arm for a deep ball. He's got plenty of arm. Uh he throws a, a good-looking ball. He's got plenty of touch. His timing was off. And I'll say the same thing I said last year. I totally expect that to be a part of his game that really develops. You know, it, if I mean, it needs to if he's gonna if he's gonna be that guy and and make it to the next level. He's got to be more accurate with his deep ball, and it has way more than just how hard and how far you can throw the thing. You've got to have the right touch. You got to know when to flatten a guy out. You got to know when to put air on it, let him run under it. I mean, there's nuance to throwing a deep ball. And as a true freshman, he it was not a strong point of his game. I'll no. I'll say that. I'll say that to the to the end, and that was last year. That doesn't mean that he's going to be stuck there. And I said that all through the season last year that he he needs work on and needs to be way more consistent in his deep ball. He literally just said blanket. <laughs> he literally just said blanket. Mims down there somewhere and heaved it towards the end zone. That's right. He did that twice against Texas, and hey, they ended up being two of the biggest plays of the game. But that's. A, yeah. It wasn't just because he put a, a ball right on the money. Mims looked like a center fielder fighting the wind and the sun trying to find that ball down there, and it turned into a, an amazing play. And not to take anything away from Caleb Williams, I mean, he was put out there to try and change things up and get aggressive and you know push the ball down the field, and he did exactly that, and good things came of it. Jason White was the best deep ball thrower in OU history. That's from OU Mitchell. Ooh, I could get a good Twitter debate going tomorrow on which OU QB threw the best deep ball. Jay White is 1,000% in that category. He threw a good I, deep ball. I, he threw an elite deep ball. Good height on it. Yes. Just, it just, just dropped pretty. it in there. It, yeah. it was definitely maybe the prettiest deep ball that, that OU's had. Yeah. Especially, man, after a big play by the defense, getting a turnover, play action deep bomb to Mark Clayton or Brandon Jones. Yeah. Seemed like it was always on the money. They used to do a play action, max protect, one receiver route out there running like post corner, post corner, just like zigzagging down the middle of the field waiting for that final break. So, no, I um, – 
we've had look, Bradford wasn't a bad deep ball thrower. Um, Kyle, Landry did, Jones was a good deep ball yeah, thrower. Comparing him to Kyler Murray's deep ball, he was below average. Kyler Baker clearly threw a great deep ball. Yeah. Well, and again, go uh, just to go back to the point. Like I'm not trying to hammer Caleb Williams. He was a true freshman that didn't have a lot of time to work out uh, chemistry with those guys. He was not the starting quarterback all summer, all training camp, throughout spring. Like limited opportunity to really work on on that 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 part of his game with the wide receivers and, and really develop it. So I think that's something that he's going to get better at. That's right, text line. When White threw the deep ball, it did. It just looked <laughs> different. <laughs> the Texas win was all Mims and Kennedy Brooks. Caleb had one good play, the long touchdown run. Now, hey, uh, I, I am in to making fun of him just as much as anyone else. He had more than one good play. He had the uh, fumbled snap. Remember, like, weren't uh, fumbled yeah. snaps like a big Kansas State. thing for him last he, well, year? Well, he did it at home, he did it at Kansas State, and he did it at Texas. Yeah. Fumbled snaps, he threw a touchdown in the, uh, in the Texas Which that was a Which that was a good play. That was, yeah, was. He threw a strike in there. He, he, he did some really good stuff in that Texas game. If you are considered the best quarterback coach in the country, your QB should never throw off their back foot unless they are getting tackled. But the two Muleshoe QBs that he got out of high school both threw out their back foot regularly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think Lincoln is a. Obviously, the results speak for themselves with quarterbacks. Now, here's the thing. Um, I think guys throwing off their back foot has way more to do with. Like where their panic meter is, as opposed to good quarterback coaching. Like, if you're a quarterback and you're getting pummeled in the pocket, guess what? You're going to be a little skittish back there, and you're going to be fading away from guys and throwing it off your back foot. If you have a tremendous amount of trust in your offensive line, you're going to stand there. You're going to have your eyes downfield. You're going to play with uh, proper footwork, and you're going to, you know take the proper steps, and, and, and deliver the football downfield. That's a trust issue, typically, whenever you have guys throwing off their back foot. I agree. All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming. Air Cover Solutions text line. We'll be back. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa. And not- this segment, What Caught Teddy's Eye, let's get to it. Story number one is... A little bit of Masters action <laughs> over the weekend. So much drama in the Masters this weekend. It's well, great. here's the funny thing. I thought uh, some of the, the main discussion coming out, at least for me, was how great it was that Speed didn't make the cut. Um, I, the conversation around Scheffler's vest... like. That's whenever you know, like when Tiger's out of it, and there's some guys at the top that, I mean, great golfers, but not necessarily household names. When everyone's talking about someone's vest, you kind of know where you stand on some things, right? <laughs> and then uh, Rory goes out and shoots a 64 on Sunday, which that was a pretty cool uh, part of the story. Uh, did you watch any of the Masters? Uh, honestly, probably like three holes all weekend long. There's just no drama there. You know where kind of I'm at with golf. It's just that's just not my deal. Uh, not a lot. 
you know, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, it's been rough with the players, right? The players, as a whole, don't think much of uh, Manfred. So he sent every single Major League player a pair of Bose headphones and a letter talking about how much he appreciates them. Is that going to go anywhere with the players, or is that looked at as Bose headphones on, are dude. probably like you couldn't get us Beats, dude? Seriously, I don't really know which the which is the better brand of headphones, but they probably just wanted AirPods or something. I just think it's interesting that you wait until everything's done, right? And now it's like you're trying to throw the all. Yeah, I, I think to there. a bunch of millionaires, Teddy, a hundred pair, hundred dollar pair of headphones are really going to do much here. Now, just a hunch. Here's something interesting that may have uh, caught your eye. Georgia, that's uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. It's a football team in the Southeastern Conference East Division. They're losing two former five-star offensive linemen to the transfer portal. Clay Webb and Amarius Mims. What do you think? Any interest from Oklahoma for those guys? Uh, I mean, potentially. What they they lost? Um, they lost a couple other guys via the portal. They had a defensive lineman that got arrested last week. So, wonder how that old championship hangover is doing down in uh, doing down in Athens. Mm. But I think OU at at virtually every single position is going to be interested in guys in the portal. They they need depth right now. They need quality depth from guys that have played football. So I don't think. Unless you have a history of you know causing a lot of issues, I think that OU is in the market right now to look at look at a lot of players that are in the portal. But if you have a history of being in trouble, I think that you can probably forget about it with OU. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not sure. It's going to depend on like what what's going on with those players, and I I don't know I don't know how good they are. I don't know why they haven't. Uh, broke through and made it into the lineup. Um, not sure on any of that, but I, I did think it was interesting that two former five-star offensive linemen are out there on the uh, open market, so to speak. So uh, interesting to see how that that pans out because I do expect Oklahoma to be making some moves in the portal. And I I kind of was surprised by this. Did you know that there were still some Kmart's out there? Mm, no, Kmart's. Yeah. yeah. When's Kmart. the last time you have you ever walked into a Kmart? Yeah. I, I legitimately don't think I have ever walked into a Kmart. Yeah. See, it, Kmart is a little bit before your time. They still been around, dude. I'm not like that young. Well, I know, but there was a time when Walmart and Kmart were actually like decent rivals like Kmart was on that type of standing and then obviously it got blown out by Walmart but I guess there's only been a handful of of locations left and they're all about to finally close down I was just shocked to find out that there were still some Kmarts out there that was pretty wild would you rather road trip to the Amarillo coaches caravan or to the uh stake out the last Kmart there's get a, some goods before it closes down. There's a decent chance that the last Kmart is in Amarillo. <laughs> that's highly accurate right off you know? the highway. Yeah. You got any more? No, that's it. Uh, first one for me. They're back, baby. Ah, oh, they're back. We knew that they probably would be, 
But Benifer, they are engaged oh, once again. Jennifer that? Lopez, Ben Affleck, they kept their engagement quiet for days before telling fans. Uh, they shared the special news on Friday night that uh, she and Ben Affleck are engaged once again. Is this a celebrity couple that people are rooting for or uh, not so much? I don't feel like a whole lot of people root for Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, but I guess I could be wrong. How long do we expect uh, Ben and Jennifer Lopez, uh, the Lopez's, to stay together? Six months and then uh, A-Rod will be back in the equation, I'm sure. Did you watch any of that uh, K-Cast last night with Michael K and A-Rod? No. What the Manning cast is for... Monday Night Football. Yeah, they're doing that with A. Rod and Michael K. Who calls Yankee games? I watched a little bit of it last night, and it's just like, eh. see, that's a they they cast that improperly. I think A. Rod is pretty good when he's surrounded by good people. Of, of big doing poppy, like, big poppy, big poppy yeah. is like on post game shows with him. I totally agree because. He just doesn't have natural charisma, man. Right. He like comes across as trying way too good hard. Good information, though. Great he information. There's good no information. doubt. I mean, he may be, he may have the best information out there, but it just—I I don't know. He's just not a very likable dude. No, He's the, really not. The Manning thing works is because those guys will goof around for the majority of the game, but you might every now and then you're going to get a nugget or two of information in there that's actually really cool and really interesting. And, you know, I I, I don't see that from A-Rod. Like, Manning, the Mannings is kind of like watching the halftime show on TNT yeah, with that group. I, I know I'm going to laugh, yeah, especially when they have it. guests on. They're, gonna, they're self-deprecating. They're going to rip on each other. A-Rod's not self-deprecating at all. You know, he can't make fun of himself. He really can't make fun of other people in a joking way either. It just there's it probably work. some really good guys that could do that for baseball that have big followings. Big and, Poppy's one of them, man. Yeah, yeah. He uh, that's that's not the right role for a Rod. They're they're setting him up for failure, and it's probably not going to go well. And the ratings are going to be bad, and everyone's going to say, "Oh my God, a Rod's terrible." But they're not. They're putting him in a position to fail, in my opinion, on something like that. Sure. Uh, tough news this weekend, man. Dwayne oh. Haskins tragically passes away, and I wish. I mean, that's not ever a good story. I, I do wish the story kind of would have ended there, but the Adam Schefter drama, and then I'm not going to play the entire clip of Gil Brandt in case you haven't heard it. He was on a radio interview hours after the accident, but here's kind of the gist of what Gil Brandt said. Uh, about Dwayne Haskins. Really, the most mm. disrespectful thing that you could that you could say. And and that's shocking coming from from Gilbert. He's been around this league forever. I mean, tons and tons and tons of players know him and have relationships with him. Just a. The only thing, and I said this about it the other day, I think people react this way, number one, because I think people try and use tragedy as an opportunity to to get something for themselves, like Adam Schefter, the way that he reports on stuff like that. Like There is no thought about the recently deceased. The only thought is, oh, I've got to get a tweet out there so I can – be first and get the likes and get the retweets sure. and, and generate And you know what? That, that is probably a big 
requirement of the job is to if ESPN's paying you that much money to be an insider to to be the first that tweets it out. You could sure. be the first, but I in that pursuit, everyone's become so desensitized, and all myself included. I think it's all of us. We've been so desensitized to some of this stuff because there's a constant deluge of of horrific stories and videos and like used to you heard about bad things that happen now you see them on your timeline your feed over and over and over i think we're just I think we're all desensitized to it and i don't mean to make excuses for these guys it's 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 ridiculous and there's you can't make excuses for it i it, there's just there's some reason why it continues to happen like routinely anytime something happens to anyone whether it's an athlete uh, actor, actress, musician, famous politician, people just, they cannot wait to get out in front of it and say something controversial. And sometimes, like Schefter, like not even trying to put out something controversial does it because he's so absent-minded about someone has just lost their life that he's just thinking about himself. The earliest memory I have of this and I'm sure it was happening way before this but this was kind of the very the early stages of social media remember when Michael Jackson uh, was in the hospital and there were people out there reporting that he was already dead when he was still alive Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Uh, the quest, like that's my earliest memory. Because everyone kept trying to get that. Everyone wanted to be. Fr- it is almost like people were rooting for him to be dead, so there would be a story there. It was sad, man. Wait, disgusting. hurry up and die so we can. I mean, we that's can what get it felt on like. with the you Seriously. know celebrating the music and stuff. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Uh, last one I have. People are ripping on Dabo Sweeney right now. There's a story on ESPN about him. I guess he said there will be a complete blow up of college football, and there needs to be. He is uh, not a fan, as you can imagine, of the new NIL in the sport, which is fine. Like, there, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with thinking that way. But, dude, you got to be careful of, of what you say publicly. Yeah, It's not, it's not the best – I don't know if it's not the best look for him, but that will be heavily used against him in recruiting. He's been adamant with some of the things that he said that he doesn't like and – you know, he's he's not changing it. Like a lot of coaches, when you know you've got that gravy train going, you're making your seven, eight million dollars a year, and you say something controversial, and the powers that be are like, "Hey, you can't say that." Listen, look how much we're paying you, and you know you've got to do this and that, and 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 you know, like you've got to make sure like our standing is tip top uh, he doesn't care he's like you can fire me if you want this is what i believe this is what i'm gonna say and he just marches on with it so the money it doesn't seem like affects him like it does some other people now i'll say this i agree with him to a certain extent now i recognize fully that you're gonna have to play the game for the time uh being but i i do believe that there is there's going to be some type of implosion on this deal. And I don't necessarily mean that it's going to be bad. Like let's just say that the rumors of A&M spending $30 million on a recruiting class are true. Like a lot of those kids, I don't know how many, but some either will never play because yeah. they're not good enough. Sure. will transfer. Yep. 
because they're not happy yep or will get in some type of trouble and whenever that happens and you know Texas A&M like the whole thing that makes this this work is that they're not going to be any good right <laughs> so i whenever you put all of that together and you don't get anything out of it except for a bunch of uh a bunch of you know bad situations like that's not going to continue that's what i was about to ask is uh, which school are we going to point to if it does implode and i think all of our immediate thoughts were oh i mean it's going to be a and m are you kidding me yes that's that's the first one because we don't know of anyone that's done it on such a large scale at least i mean it's not talked about like it is with A&M, and they keep trying to say it's not true, so I don't even know where the this truth is. This is the but, ref. Sports um, radio That's a cue for us to take a break. Yep. Let's hit a quick timeout. We'll be back and wrap up hour number two. Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, The best patio dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of The Rush on this Monday. Uh, Someone on the text line says, I'm lying about never uh, being at a Kmart. I'm just uh, lying about it so my wife's friends don't hear and judge me. Wow. (laughs) Probably true. Never been a Kmart in Edmond. Fair enough. I saw a glimpse of the text line and saw that someone worked at a Kmart in Muskogee. That's the one that I remember. I got a bike, my first like real bike from a Kmart in Broken Arrow. And the Kmart we went to as a kid was the one in Muskogee off of, uh, oh gosh, what is it, Maine and um, Shawnee. So, yeah, pretty funny. Elijah Harkless is in the transfer portal. Do you think someone uh, came to him a couple weeks ago and said, hey, got a spot for you if you want it. Just hop in the portal. Think he's going to North Carolina too? Perhaps. Like Manic did? Perhaps. I don't. I don't know where he's going. That's... That's interesting. It's not a shock because I don't know. I was I was pretty surprised at this today. I mean, he had like a statement that he's coming back and everything. I was I was surprised about this. He had a statement that he was coming back, and then he went to the portal. Well, not recently. The, was, the statement was that like, he's not going to the draft. Is, is that what you mean? Well, I thought the statement was after the injury that he was going to come back next oh. year, and so I, well, he did me. go through that period where he got benched. I don't know if that had some. Left some bad feelings. I don't know. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush coming up next.